Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday for Saturday, July 10th, 2021. And boy, a show lined up for you today. We'll be talking about a lot of things. We'll be talking about all staters. We'll be talking about the little lads on the baseball diamond. We'll be talking about the big boys on the baseball diamond. And we'll be talking about the minor leaguers on the baseball diamond when Emily Messina joins us in the bottom half of the hour to talk about the Fightins. Of course, last night, the Fightins victorious on A106 and T102 night at the Fightins. But we've got to thank Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They've got the dairy line from whole milk to skim milk, the orange juice to pump up that vitamin C, and of course, the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products to quench your thirst here in the summer of 2021. Remember, while we wait, we hydrate. And that's with Gears Dairy. Sip on, Schuylkill County. And got to welcome in our special guest host today, John Powers. Good morning, sir, and welcome back for another week of exciting Sports Saturday action here on WPPA. Yeah, and I got to tell you, any, any show that starts with, uh-oh, when I'm around the equipment, I, I'm ready to book it immediately to get out of here. It has caused Chaz all his gray hairs when uh, when he sees me around any of the dials. Well, he, he, he I'm going to stay in the background here. He doesn't he's still have, on assignment. Yeah, he's still on assignment, and uh, we got to get his contract. I, I, I'm not sure what his contract is, uh, but uh, my agent is meeting with the. Uh, the uh, ownership this week, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, see if we could get. I, I I told my agent I was like, listen, you got to call Chaz's agent up and see what's going on, and uh, you know find out how to get me something very close to what his contract reads because two weeks, uh, actually three weeks of on assignment work, it's just uh, unreal and refreshing <laughs> and refreshing. I hope he didn't see a single computer. In all this time on assignment. Well, the bad part about it is, John, and you don't carry one of these, but this is like a, a computer nowadays. You know what I mean? It fits in your pocket and, you know, it has everything on it you need pretty much. You could have all of your work sitting right there in the palm of your hand. You didn't get the memo. I don't work. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, re- I'm retired. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want people. 72 years, I didn't want anybody to find me. I'm not going to carry a machine that lets them do it. It's not going to happen, Eddie. <laughs> well, you know, uh, one of the things we talked about there in the opener, John, is some All-Staters and uh, a bunch of uh, All-Staters announced uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, and it's like you say, buddy, you get places, you do great things, you get recognized and a bunch of All-State players. Yeah, but that's a big deal. We talk about it all the time. When you advance, and I don't care if it's districts, but certainly into state play, a lot more people see you and your chances go up, especially if you have a good tournament uh, and you win. That, that's the important yeah. part moving on. But 19 area players in softball named to the all-state team. And here's what I'm talking about. State champion, Tri-Valley girls, five. Five players on that all-star team. That is super impressive, 
And then, as you mentioned, there were a total of, uh, I guess it's nine kids that made first team. Three, six. Well, let me take a peek at these. Yo, yo, put your shoes back on. How about first, <laughs> first team in Class A, Samantha Heenan of Nativity, first team in that same division, Gianna Poletti from Tri-Valley and the utility player named first team Helena Polinski from Nativity. You go to double A and first teamer from that combination Mount Carmel Lords team Haley Brown, just a freshman, in fact. Wow. And utility also first team Emma Criswell from Williams Valley. And then you go first team. In 3A, first team, first base, Jocelyn Stitzer. And Utility in 3A, first team, Megan Wolf of Pine Grove. Wow. Super impressive. But I want to give the biggest shout-out today. You know, my career in education leads me to, to do this immediately. How about the Pine Grove girls volleyball team? 20 consecutive years they're receiving a national academic award national academic award it just boggles the mind and that goes back to uh daryl westner and right through gene kreitzer who i give shout outs to all the time he helped my daughter even though she was on the opposition at the time but Gene and that entire Pine Grove girls program in volleyball have dedicated themselves to the academics. And that's a big part of it because if you listen to some of the things they talk about, your career is not going to be in volleyball after high school unless you are so outstanding you get a D1 ride somewhere. Happens very seldom. you got to make sure your educational background has prepared you. And if one thing I found out from my own daughter, I'm sure these girls would say the same thing. When you play, especially in a program like Pine Grove, high powered, won a district championship, uh, what, 2019 maybe? But anyway, the whole idea, it's time management. If you're gonna compete at that level, you must find a way to make sure you do everything you need to do academically I, I couldn't be prouder of a local team. Twenty years in that's, a row. That's a that's a heck of a feat. Yeah, uh, I mean, twenty years. I mean, you're you're not talking, you know, two or three. I mean, twenty is a long time to be recognized, and that just tells you that the foundation there in the in the program of the of the volleyball team at Pine Grove is, is very deep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, to carry that for 20 years. That's it. Daryl Westner got them involved in it way back in 2001. And when you look at it, they have some of the streaks of uh, teams and how many awards they've won over the years. A school in Texas, 28 total, 28 straight. And there's another school in Arkansas, 28 total, 28 state. Uh, Batavia in Illinois, 26 total, 23 state. And Pine Grove, how about this, 19 
out of 19, and this year they'll be awarded their 20th total and 20th in a row. So hats off to those girls who have it right. Remember, don't ever forget the phrase is scholar-athlete, and they certainly hit it out of the park again. You know, Johnny, last week we were talking, how did the guys do in the golf? Uh, Did you get the the results? Well, you know, I looked. I was hoping some of them... Uh, had been listening because some crazy things happen in that uh, Linkster's golf. <laughs> and I'm sure they're waiting for me to bring them up. But uh, let's just say Tony Matz had a big day. 83 gross, about 59 net. Wow. So Tony gets mentioned today Wow. from the Linkster's. Wow. Good job, Tony. But, uh, you know, last week we were talking about that uh, athlete uh, and, and the comparison of uh, two uh, Olympic uh, hopefuls. And uh, we were talking back and forth about that and, and, and bantering. And, uh, you know, the, the one I thought would go away still hasn't gone away. Uh, and that's a young lady that was, uh, you know, banished from uh, doing the 100-meter dash because uh, she uh, decided she wanted to partake in some some uh, smoking of uh, mm-hmm. marijuana. For and, whatever reason. For whatever reason, okay. And we know it's illegal, whatnot, and the like. And, uh, you know, the National Doping uh, Society or whatever it's called, you know, and then the International Doping Society and all that stuff. And, you know, the funny part... Or not the funny part, but the 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 odd or strange or whatever you want to call it part is now the president is getting involved and is asking for the international doping committee or society or whatever it's called to lessen their restrictions on the use of cannabis. There's a reason they call it doping, but anyway, they, look, it was a rule. What I respected the most about this girl. She didn't play any games. She said, I did it. I was wrong. I'm ready to accept the punishment. They, at that point, they should have let her alone. Now, again, the whole world getting excited. This drives me crazy about what some athletes and some celebrities are saying. If that's who you look to for your inspiration, you have a shallow life. <laughs> you have a shallow life. Dear goodness gracious. Get and play to play a game. Play. If you want to talk about social issues, that that's okay. But to decide, change the rules, change them right away, I'm sure they're going to look into it. I'm sure because in Oregon, where she was, it's legal. But it wasn't legal for her. You know? So but- it, it they're going to have to look at it seriously. Do I think the President of the United States should be involved? I, I I don't. That's up to the Olympic committees. Uh, it's legal in the state of Oregon. It's legal in the state of Colorado. It's legal here mm-hmm. and legal there. But let's remember, as the United States of America and the federal government yes. stands oh, on it, it's what? It's, it's illegal. illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. And I'm not talking about a sick bird. I'm talking illegal. Not allowed. Not legal. Okay, and it's I mean, it's a shame that the president, who is what we consider the, you know, head of the federal government, the head of the nation is saying, "Eh, you should lessen it. Okay, Joe, no problem. We should lessen it. 
Are you going to lessen your stance or the federal government's well, stance that, on it? A, he wants the Olympic Committee to look at this and change it to doping committee. But, as you just said, not our laws. So you, you, you still get into a, a combination of amazement at some point, and the other is confusion, where you look and you say, somewhere along the line, there has to be a rule. Mm-hmm. A rule. If you go from Oregon to Idaho, the rules change instantly, and federal law can take over instantly. That maybe they have to do the same thing they did years ago when kids were driving to Port Jervis to get their booze, getting over the line because it was only 18 in Port Jervis, and then being careful coming back into Pennsylvania because it was 21. Let's get a rule. Let's get a rule that somebody or people can agree on and move on. Yeah, mate, it's like the left or uh, the right turn on red. You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. legal in Pennsylvania, but illegal in New Jersey, and they can make their living. You know, but yeah, you know, there has to. You I mean if it's illegal in the eyes of the federal government? Okay, and I understand the whole republic and all of that, mm. and this isn't the time to talk about it. That's for a no, show. But- uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, if illegal in the eyes of the federal government. It's illegal in the eyes of the uh, of I mean the the U.S. Olympic team. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's illegal in the NFL. You don't hear, you know. Uh, and I'm just going to pull out names and and please, if it's your favorite NFL star or whatever, don't call and you know he's not. I mean, he just called so and so. But Johnny Appleseed of the offensive line of the you know whatever team. All right, if he smokes. Marijuana and test positive for THC, the NFL gives him what? A four-game suspension. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he smoked it in Oregon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Before he All right. up. If they fly into Denver, any team flies into Denver to take on the Broncos, guess what? Colorado is a state that allows marijuana as a recreation. Guess what? You're not allowed to smoke it. Right. Okay. Right. There are league rules. There are <laughs> Olympic rules. There are and, and there are state rules and there are federal rules, and that that's part of the complicating issue to say the least. Yeah. But if you sign off on a contract, knowing that, then don't smoke. And if you do, take your punishment. And that again, now I'll go back to this young lady. She she didn't cry in her soup. She said, "I did it." I did it. I will accept the consequences, and and I'm going to move on. We should respect that instead of having the whole country line up on one side or the other and scheme, scream at each other after another young person does what's right and accepts responsibility. If we had adults who did that, it would be a much better world. <laughs> well, you I, know. <laughs> We have she's not a socialist Marxist, I don't think. (laughs) Do you think she's on the left or the right? (laughs) Where's she at? You know Uh, what I mean? Let's do it. She used to be the bastion to get away from all of that. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's getting flooded with all that. When John Cena becomes the spokesperson for America, who is involved in fake wrestling, we're in trouble. You don't see me, John. (laughs) But anyway, hey, I wanted to give a quick shout-out 
if I may add the jump here, uh, you mentioned the little people yep. still playing the youngest, uh, the 8, 9, 10 tournament, Upper Dauphin, Millersburg, defeated Potsilaria to win that championship. How about Ashland in the uh, 9 to 11-year-old tournament? Uh, they win the championship, and in the semifinal and the final, they scored 30 runs in 10 innings wow. to do it. I mean, they killed it there. Big game today. Potsilaria will go out to Tri-Valley for the uh, 10 to 12 tournament. They will play out there at Tri-Valley in the Tino League Baseball. Some games today. Monoy, Schuylkillhaven, Pine Grove at undefeated Higgins. Ooh. Undefeated, 17-0. and 0. Uh, Hope's Collision at Schuylkillhaven is playing uh, Tiener League, or I'm sorry, Legion teams that are still in it. Yep. Had a tough day yesterday. Southern area, Pine Grove, and Hamburg will all play today. And uh, the Miners Hill girls, the major division softball, uh, lost two games and they're out of the tournament. But congratulations to them again on a on a really good year. But there, there you go, John. I mean, you, you talk about, and you're, you're talking about, like, uh, Tina League, and you're talking about Little League, and it's always, like, one of those things we like to watch as sportscasters and prognosticators and all of that stuff. Uh, these youth squads, okay? You look and you say, well, you got Ashland, you have uh, Pottsville, you have uh, Tri-Valley, Okay, and you have um, uh, Minersville girls softball. All right, and you're watching in, in three, four years. All of a sudden, you know, North Schuylkill has a a, a, a oh. look, and like, hey, look at this, you know, and you, those names that you read about today in the newspaper. Um, I think there was a young man by the name of Capone on the front page or whatever. Yeah, in a few years we'll hear Capone at North Schuylkill. Absolutely. And then, you know, in a few years there was probably a, a young lady from Minersville. We'll be talking about them with the, the big blue machine. Hey, so-and-so, you know. And we'll be like, hey, you remember back in 2021 in July, John, when we were sitting at Sports Saturday and we were talking and uh, all of a sudden, I mean, it's those feeder programs. It, oh. It's where it all starts. You know, you've got that 17-0 Higgins squad uh, playing, uh, Tri-Valley squad playing in Teener, Teener Baseball. Well, I mean, one step away from the state championship, pretty much, you know, that that, that Tri-Valley team was. Yeah, and, and loaded. I mean, uh, loaded again. And, you know, you tickle my memory coming through uh, the Pottsville Little League system, I, I look back when I was looking at a nine-year-old by the name of Chris Napholtz pitching at Railway Park, and somebody had said to me as Chris moved on and, uh, of course, ended up in the majors, they said, did you know him when he played? Well, sure, I said, uh, our team played against him in the minor league when he was nine years old. And he said, <laughs> well, how, how was he? And I said, well, I remember he pitched a three-hitter. And they looked at me and they said, a three-hitter, that's not a big deal. I said, that was in 14 games. He gave up three hits. <laughs> that's how far advanced Chris Napoles was, but to see him play in the pros. And now to relive that with Travis. 
that you saw as a young yep. man coming through really paid his dues with travel teams and the like ends up first of all getting a scholarship to play baseball in college but then takes that big step to the pros it, it's just heartwarming now the fact of the matter is is that going to happen with every kid who's on 12 uh, travel teams in five years no it's not going to happen physically mentally there's a lot more to it than just playing but that's the exciting part of it and i'm like you i believe we're going to be reading these names especially with the girls about their exploits in college sort of like emily maley uh got a whole lot of honors this past year in basketball that's the kind of things you look forward to and then you say okay they're moving on to their professional careers with a, a diploma and that's the most important part yeah and i mean that's a that's a big thing i mean you, you could have everything you want or you could be the star of the little league and and the star of the high school team but it's that next step mm -hmm. i mean when that next step you're going to make you may not be the star I mean, you you aren't going to be, you know, the, the maybe not the best in uh, the college ranks or the best in the pro ranks. You've got to have something to fall back on, and that's where sometimes people get remiss and and, and forget, and they're like, "Well, yeah, I thought little Jimmy or Jenny was going to make it all the way to the you know NBA or WNBA." And I remember years years ago we had a. Um, um, I had a, a a graph that somebody had sent me, and uh, it was all the different sports professionally, okay? And uh, to go from high school to college in, like, football or basketball, oh, okay. like, it was, like, 7% uh, of, of, of kids will go from, you know, uh, high school football to uh, college D1 or, or 2 or 3, okay, to go on and play. Uh, you know, basketball was like 3%. And it went through, and it went like all the way down through like all these different sports. And then how many of those kids from college uh, sports would go on to play professionally? And overall, the number of kids who went to play an overall professional sport, it was like 1.6847, three flushing toilets, uh, a uh, outhouse in the backyard uh, type of thing. Uh, decimal points uh, percent chance to get to professional level sports, and yeah, I mean, so that meant like one out of how yeah. many? It shouldn't change your effort. If it never should change your effort, how hard you're going to work. But there are times you have to put things in perspective. I used to kid a good friend of mine used to say, "No matter you, no, you can work if you keep working." You could be anything you want in sports. Well, my buddy was five foot nine, and he was 20 years old. And I said, with all due respect, you could work for the next five years, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, practicing to be a center in the NBA. No, it's not a five not nine. Going to happen. So you have to be realistic. You have to keep things in perspective, especially when you're going to college. Because if you keep it in perspective, you know that that is going to be the determinant of your career unless you're one of the people like Chris or Travis who do make it big. 
because there were a lot of people who played with those kids coming up who at each level were outstanding, whether it was Little League, uh, high school, even in college, some of the smaller colleges, and they didn't make it to the pros. And I hate to say fall back, but they loaded up their treasure chest with education. So when they didn't move on, and by the way, you could be a pro in college now, too, just to have your picture. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to, if you want to be a pro, go pro. Stop it, because I, I posed this question the other day. Will this trickle down to high school? Will you have some of the major high schools in America who are turning out all these great football teams out in Ohio, some of the other places? Are we going to say to those 16-year-olds, you know what? You're a great player. You could be on the Wheaties box and get paid for it. <laughs> you know, I, this trickle-down scares me. Yeah, and it does. See, I mean, because usually what we see in the upper ranks, we see in the lower ranks, and yeah, it can be scary, John. I will agree with you on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the unknowns, and yeah, well, you know, hey, you know, next thing you know, we have uh, you know uh, high school uh, football 2022 coming out to play on the uh, PlayStation Five. Uh, nothing is gonna astound me anymore <laughs> nothing nothing what if we astound you with a little bit of uh talk about the fightings in first energy stadium in reading bring in emily bring in emily we'll bring her in <laughs> and uh we'll talk about the fightings and all the things happening at first energy stadium in reading that and a whole lot more coming your way. WPPA Sports Saturday. Don't forget, find us, AM 1360, 106FM, around the world, WPPARadio.com. Always lots of new things to try. New foods, new drinks. But there's one thing you just don't veer from. The great taste of Gears. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road has been serving up quality like their milk products straight from local farms or the iconic Gears Ice Teas. Regular sugar-free green tea and raspberry teas. Refreshing orange drink and lemonade. Plus the ever-popular seasonal drinks too. Gears Dairy, part of your family for generations. Ah, sip on Schuylkill County. rubber and bumper to bumper give your vehicle a boost at black rock trucks and equipment whether you need your ride inspected fixed maintained lifted or decked out to your custom dreams black rock trucks and equipment can make it happen black rock trucks and equipment will not bust your bottom line teamed with synchrony bank to offer an option to help in difficult times you pay nothing out of pocket with no interest for six or 12 months black rock trucks and equipment 109 fireman's road in crackville call 570-874-1251 offer subject to credit approval credit is extended by synchrony bank wppa's coverage of philadelphia phillies baseball continues this saturday afternoon from fenway park it's the middle game of a three-game interleague series against the boston red sox first pitch is set for 410 our coverage begins with the lehigh valley health network pregame show your health deserves a partner the Phils and Red Sox this Saturday afternoon on WPPA AM 1360 and WPPA 106 FM. It's been a trying year for parents. They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, 
The 317,000 high school student athletes in Pennsylvania have one last request. Please set an example. Disorderly fan conduct at high school athletic events is on the rise. It increasingly involves parents. There's no question that parents are passionate. There's no question they care about their children. But at a time when we're all wound a little more tightly than usual, it's worth remembering this about Pennsylvania high school sports. Always be a good example. Stop unruly fan behavior before it starts. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. Attention passengers, it's okay to speak up if the driver of your vehicle is distracted. Offer to help send that message, make a phone call, or navigate. Your life is in their hands. Distracted driving is more than just texting. It includes eating and drinking, changing music, distracted driving, applying makeup, operating your GPS, reaching for dropped items, talking to friends, reprimanding children, pets, or anything that takes your attention off the road. Please drive responsibly. Resist it or regret it. Arrive alive. We are finally starting to dry out and seeing more sunshine for this afternoon. It won't be as humid either. Clouds slowly start to decrease throughout the day, giving away to more sunshine this afternoon. Highs are near 80. Tonight, it's pleasant and partly cloudy. As morning lows drop near 60, we'll see some fog forming in the lower valleys. With your eyewitness weather forecast, I'm Sammy Squires on WPPA. Don't forget Phillies baseball comes your way. 340 with the Lehigh Valley Health Network pregame. And then 410 first pitch. The Phils up taking on the Red Sox in Boston. Trying to come back from a big loss last night, Johnny. They, tell uh, me about it. Tell uh, me 11 about 5 it. 11-5 last night uh, they fell. The Black Rock Trucks and Equipment uh, home run payoff inning the second inning today. And Mike Prock is our lucky contestant. But our lucky contestant on the phone line this morning, joining us from uh, Reading, is uh, Emily Messina. And Emily, the uh, public relations gal and uh, also the play-by-play voice of the Fightins at uh, First Energy Stadium in Reading. And uh, Emily a good win last night, 5-4. It was uh, A106, uh, WPPA, and T102 night at the ballpark, and uh, you got us a win. Yeah, it was so exciting, too, to walk it off in front of a big crowd here at the home ballpark. So a walk-off, unlike the, the big boys, uh, not doing uh, so well, but the, the, the fighting's battling back here uh, as they come up on the All-Star break. Yeah, we've been playing some stellar baseball on the field. Honestly, all of the different aspects are coming together. We've got the pitching, the hitting, and the fielding right now going well for us. Yeah, and that's interesting, Emily, because as the season goes on, and again, I don't think people understand some of the mechanics that you have to work through with getting players sent down for a week or two weeks and than having other people pulled up in trying to keep that cohesiveness. Talk a little bit about how the whole organization has to come together 
so that that's a well-oiled machine when you have so many changing pieces. Yeah, I mean, it can be tough just, you know, modeling after the big club whenever they have injuries or things going on up there. The rest of the organization shuffle around. But I think our manager, Sean Williams, has done a really good job, you know, with keeping a cohesive team at the ballpark. He's got such positive um, energy and a great attitude, and I think the players feed off that, whether they've been here the whole season or they're just coming through. Well, that's it. It's the dedication to the game, I'm sure, that sticks in so many of their their minds. But as as Eddie said, you guys had a slow start, but it seems like things really are picking up now. Yeah, we, we did get off to a slow start. I think people underestimated how difficult that year off was for some players. Obviously, they trained and they did the best that they could, but nothing really simulates a game like playing a game. So they just needed some time to get into it, and uh, now you, you can really see the talent coming to light. Boy, I, I just think John fell over in his chair because he uh, uses that line all the time. Nothing simulates a game than playing a game. And, you know, <laughs> when you come to a game at Reading, there's so much things going on in the ballpark. There's so much entertainment. It's not just baseball, but there's also some fun and games for the uh, fans to partake in. Well, that's, I think, the best part about our ballpark is that we have something for every kind of fan here. Um, there's a spot for you whether, you know, you're here for the game. We've got the great professional baseball, double-A of the Phillies, so we've got some high talent um, always on the field. And then we also have a bunch of um, just entertainment outside the ballpark for people who might be here more for the social aspect of coming out with a group or with their family and friends. You know, there's uh, always uh, some cool things to do. We talk about, uh, I mean, last night we gave uh, free entrance into the ball game, but, you know, uh, a lot of things going on. You've got that crazy hot dog vendor down there. <laughs> and uh, I got a question. The last play-by-play voice has always tried to catch hot dogs. You still keep the uh, tradition alive? Get the fishing net out? I still keep the tradition alive, but not with the fishing net. If one <laughs> makes its way up here, I will catch it with my bare hands. So, Whoa! Uh, they just haven't. They just haven't had. Uh, they got to warm their arms up too. Nobody's made it up to the booth yet. Well, <laughs> you Neanderthal eating with your hands. Come on, Eddie. <laughs> you know those other guys needed nets. But you know Eddie brings up a, a, a great point. Last night was a good example. So many people from this area made their way down, and it's an entire night. It's not just a ball game because. There are people who do go for the entertainment, for the socialization, but as a side for even those people, they get to meet some of the guys who will someday be at the big show. And I, I think I have so many friends, uh, John Walyoung comes to mind right off the bat, who has lifetime friends that he made at your stadium and has continued those relationships right in at a professional league at the big at the big show. Well that's the cool thing too about having an older ballpark with a lot of culture and um, one of the great things is that the players walk directly through the concourse whenever mm-hmm. they need to get back to the clubhouse or to the batting tunnel or anything. And we have a really friendly group of guys, honestly the best group of guys that I've worked with and they all stop and sign autographs, take pictures. Even, you know, a high-level player like Bryson Stott, um, who's going to the future game, too, always willing to sign a ball or things like that. So um, you really feel like you're, you know, you're up close and personal with the game. 
You know, Emily, one of the things uh, that uh, the, you talk about the ballpark, and it's rich in tradition, it's rich in history, and it's celebrating its 70th birthday this year. That's correct. Yeah, with, uh, with all of this history and culture um, within the city of Reading and within the affiliation of the Phillies, you know, there's no better way than to celebrate our 70th anniversary, uh, anniversary with lots of um, giveaways and promotions going on this year. Uh, we got a lot of fun things. For the fans each and every game. You know, some of those things I, I know a lot of people like to come out. Uh, you get to see some baseball, you get to eat some great hot dogs, and uh, you get to socialize, but you get some fireworks at the end. How many fireworks shows uh, this season? Oh my gosh, we have fireworks every single weekend here at the ballpark. Most Saturdays we have our Mega Blast show, which is the largest show in stadium history every weekend, tops the next weekend. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of insane. Um, so we have we have a full list on our website, rfills.com, that says all the fireworks shows of the season, but pretty much every weekend, if I could sum it up for you. Bobbleheads are pretty popular at uh, uh, First Energy Stadium, and uh, this year does not disappoint. No, no. We, we always cater to the bobbleheads. We know that's a really cool giveaway. Um, we've got a couple good ones coming up. If you're a fan of The Office, we've got a Meredith bobblehead giveaway. She's actually coming for a meet and greet. Um, we've got a Mickey Morandini one. If you're more on the baseball side of things, he'll be here for a meet and greet, too. Um, and then we've got a cool one modeled after Screwball, our mascot, um, as well. He's a, he's a pretty cool guy, too. So we uh, we have a bunch coming up. You can find those on our website, too. Yeah, Emily, how I'm always interested in scheduling and so so on. How has this playing, you know, five times in a row against the same team, how has that worked out overall attendance-wise, and as far as people being interested in seeing same team night after night for a, an extended period? Well, I think it works out attendance-wise because then people don't really have to question when we're home or not. They know every Monday we have mm-hmm. off and we play Tuesday through Sunday, um, and then you just have to see you know, if we're playing here or on the road. But I think it's a more set schedule. Um, gives people a, more, uh, like a better understanding of, of when we're playing here. From a broadcasting aspect, that's a dream. <laughs> I think it's nice because I know there's definitely some flaws to it, but it's nice because I'll end up knowing the team pretty well by the second or third game. And so there's less like looking down at your scorebook to see like who's out in left field for the other team, um, which makes it more like a smoother broadcast, I would say. Yeah, that's a that's a dream. I love, uh, I mean, during uh, some of our seasons when we follow just one team, it's like, yeah, I don't need this after the first half of football. <laughs> I know who's where. So it's, yeah, uh, it's broadcasting-wise, nice. it is yeah, nice. Yeah, broadcasting-wise, I like it. <laughs> uh, what's coming up? Uh, I mean, who's coming in here? Uh, Harrisburg in town this week, uh, next week, or, or the following week? Who's coming in? Next week we'll have the Portland Sea Dogs, which is an affiliate of the Red Sox. So that's going to be, you know, really fun competition, Phillies, Red Sox. Um, that's what's going on now upstairs. So it's nice to have that elite matchup. And then we've got a bunch of giveaways. We've got two um, 70th anniversary cup giveaways. You can collect them both. One, one is from the 1950s stadium photo and one is a current one as well. And then, like you said, a bunch of fireworks nights. Nice a bunch of pregame and postgame concerts, and a bunch of things for kids as well. I know one of the things that uh, usually comes up later in the summer is, I'm not sure if it's his birthday or somebody's birthday or whatever, is the Fanatic going to make a stop in Reading? 
Um, we're, we're looking to get him here. I'm not positive if it's been planned or not, but that's definitely in the works, I know. It's always exciting. I mean, when you watch the big show again and watch The Fanatic, uh, my wife is a diehard Phillies fan, and we, we she has it on all the time. It lends so much to a ball game. And what I love about The Fanatic, he has the same kind of fun with senior citizens, middle-aged people, men, women, down to the smallest child. And if that doesn't get you giggling and into the game, I, I don't know what would. Yeah, I think, you know, they do it right with good family entertainment that's, you know, fun for every single age group. And I think we do the same thing really well here. Yeah, you do do the same thing. And, and I mean, there's a reason why uh, First Energy Stadium is always ranked one of the top ballparks mm-hmm. in minor league baseball. It's because Scott Hunsinger and all have been doing it for so long. They have become pros at it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, one of the things that I, I found real interesting the last few years, and I was at a, uh, a ball game earlier this year, is the bark in the park uh, when they allow dogs to come in. Because it's kind of unique because, uh, I mean, usually when somebody's pitching or, 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 you know, the batter's in the batter's box, you know, the crowd a little simmers down and, and things get quiet. But the dogs, they don't know when to stop yapping. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a couple of those nights coming up, actually, so that's pretty fun, too. Um, and I think it, it allows people, um, you know, it's, it's nice it's nice to be outside and outdoors, and I think it gives it caters to uh, our furry fans as well. <laughs> I love furry fans, man. I love that line. <laughs> Come on. Uh, one, one of the things, and, and maybe you could throw it out there, Emily, is – the idea that you can come down to your stadium and do all these things for very reasonable prices. And if you could share with people a little bit about some of the, the deals you have and so on, because sometimes I think people think, oh, you go to a stadium to see a pro team, uh, you're going to have to leave in an arm, uh, arm and a leg there. That's not true at your ballpark. Yeah, that's totally different here in Reading. Um, we have, you know, $7 tickets here at the ballpark. And usually when you think, you know, cheap tickets like that, you're sitting a million miles away. No, $7 here can get you pretty close to the mm-hmm. field. And if you upgrade even for a little bit more, you know, 13 or so, you'll be right up against it. We even have great combination deals with food um, and tickets as well. On Wednesdays and Sundays, our 4 for 50 deal that comes with hot dogs, sodas, and tickets. And, um, you know, there's, there's ways to make it happen for everyone. I think that's um, really what caters to fans and keeps them coming back. Well, Emily, we thank you for joining us here this morning, taking time out of your busy uh, Saturday. You've got the Senators for one more game uh, tonight. And, uh, you, uh, tonight, fight. actually. We play a doubleheader tonight. Wow, oh. a doubleheader. And let me ask you a question. If I come for the first game, do I get to stay for the second? You do. Single admission doubleheader. So I think it'll get to entry to both. Wow. That's like real baseball. <laughs> they used to do that all and the time. And it's perfect weather day. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect weather. That uh, is one of the good things. But, uh, hey, if it gets a little drizzly ever at Reading, you're still underneath the cover and a lot of seats. So get down to uh, First Energy Stadium. Stop by. Uh, give a big wave and a, a hello to Emily up in the box. She is the uh, play-by-play uh, broadcaster for the Fightins.
Well, thanks for having me. Visit rfills.com for more info. Yeah, and Emily, thanks for sharing this because it has a great effect on our extended area up here, and we certainly appreciate your work. Thanks so much, guys. There you go, John. Emily Messina joining us from the Fightins and uh, talking about the the Fightins and also uh, First Energy Stadium this morning here on WPPA Sports Saturday. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll banter around and close up the show. Saturday morning oldies show on the way with Joe Oliver at 10 a.m. this morning. Don't forget, we've got that app. You can find us at the Google and Apple uh, stores. All you got to look up is WPPA, and uh, hey, we'll be right there wherever you go. You can interact with us on the app. You can listen to us live. You can also find us. We're a podcast. Find us at uh, our host site, Anchor.fm, Spotify, also on the Google and Apple podcast sites. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. Plays like a kid. Talks like a kid. Acts like a kid. Must be a kid. Good thing we built a hospital that's just for kids. Lehigh Valley Riley Children's Hospital. With more than 30 pediatric specialties, a children's ER, and pediatricians close to home, we're built just for kids. Because, well, they're kids. For an appointment, call 888-402-LVHN or visit lvhn.org slash children. WPPA's coverage of Philadelphia Phillies baseball continues this Saturday afternoon from Fenway Park. It's the middle game of a three-game interleague series against the Boston Red Sox. First pitch is set for 4:10. Our coverage begins with the Lehigh Valley Health Network pregame show. Your health deserves a partner. The Phillies and Red Sox this Saturday afternoon on WPPA AM 1360 and WPPA 106 FM. Back here on WPPA Sports Saturday. Almost winding up the show, John. We only have about uh, 13 uh, minutes and 20 seconds. Thank you, Mr. Spock. (laughs) What? How many milliseconds? Uh, I don't know milliseconds. I can't figure that stuff out. But, you know, I am a, a proponent of the uh, metric system when you talk about milliseconds. I support it every yeah, inch and away. that worked real well. <laughs> I support it every inch and away. <laughs> You've always been quite the athletic supporter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, you brought it up. You know, John, it, it's kind of funny. You know, we're sitting here, we're talking baseball. We're almost, I mean, let's face it, a few more days away from the midpoint of July and that means we're only days away from NFL camps opening up. And, you know, then uh, next thing you know, it's college uh, uh, training opens up. And then, you know, we're two a days. And uh, next thing you know, we're at the end of August and uh, we're out on Friday nights. Yeah. And uh, I know the schedules are starting to come out. Oh, boy. They're interesting. And obviously now this year is a little different. <clears throat> Many of the local teams by combining with the Colonial League. So there's going to be some new faces there. Mm-hmm. going to be some, hopefully, some new rivalries there. I go back. I remember when Potts was traveling to the Burks area. Mm-hmm. And you'd go to a game, and it'd be a lot of Potts fans there. And you could personally thank the 11 people 
from the schools down at Berks that would go to the games. Uh, or when we were up in the Wyoming Valley Conference going to Tunkanic and stuff. I, I've always worried about those old rivalries. I hope, I hope this works with this combination to build up some new rivalries. We all know the reason they're doing it is state playoffs to get points and so on. But, you know, I'm a little old-timer with that, that I miss some of the old rivalries that were there that you, you simply can't do anymore. Well, you know, it was kind of fun. I mean, and that, I mean, if there was anything positive, positive, that came out of the uh, 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 corona, COVID. Oh, la- yeah. Last year. One of the things w- was, I mean, we had a football season. But we had a lot of old rivalries, games that you haven't seen or ever dreamt of. I mean, I remember going. To, I mean, and and you I mean start off playing Nativity at Nativity. When was the last time possible? It was like 1964 or something like that. Was the last well, time okay, those two? It was met. a little later. I'm old enough to have been at both those, but uh, yeah, it was many <laughs> years ago. But you're right. You saw so many local teams, and you'd hear, "Well, I don't know. That's." A mismatch. It can't happen. And you you just hit on it. The first game of the season, Nativity beats Pottsville. And people looked around and went, this could happen this year. And I thought it led to a super exciting year with some of those rivalries. Yeah. yeah I mean, you had you had teams that haven't played teams in, you know, decades. And, mm-hmm. and it was neat. It was great. And, I mean, that, that was one of the things. And you know what? We weren't worried about state playoffs. District 11 came out and says, we're going to do district championships, mm-hmm. and that's it. We're, we're, we're not going. We're, we're not opting as a district to go into the state playoff rankings at, at, at this in this time. Okay? Yeah, I mean, for a multitude of reasons. And I was like, you know what? This is great. And I thought to myself, I'm like, if every year was like this, it would be awesome. Agreed. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I mean, agreed. like, if we forgot about, you know, 2A and 4A, and 4A can't play a 1A because the 1A would get these points and the 4A would suffer from these points. And Yeah, so you have to play a 3A who's an all-star team from five different states, but they keep their numbers down so they stay 3A. It drives me crazy. <laughs> let, let me talk about something very positive football was Gracie and I yesterday had, or actually Wednesday, had the honor of going up to North Schuylkill and presenting Wally Hall with the Coach of the Year and the North Schuylkill Spartans with our award for Team of the Year. And I got to tell you what, they ooze class. They ooze class. They're excited about uh, the upcoming year, but what, what an honor to go be. up there. With with Wally and his kids, so yeah. and shout I, out to that great program. You know, I I've got to say, yeah, I mean, a, lo- a lot of people doubted North Schuylkill many years ago when they hired Wally Hall. There was a lot of back talk, a lot of talk in the, in the whole region. There was back talk. It, I'm it, there was there was there was talk in the corner, <laughs> John. You know the whispers. Oh. He only stays for like two or three years. Bah, 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 bah. And now he's been there, and he's formulated a program, and he has a program, and yeah, I mean, and the success of his program has shown up, you know, not only on the field but also in the classroom, and and you know, kids doing great things and in the community and all that stuff, and yeah, I mean, 
there's no better person. Yeah, I mean, I could think of. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to. Wally's a class act. That's correct. Wally's a class act. Okay, all of our local high school football coaches are class acts. Every year, and we're not fibbing or or just pulling the wool or throwing up the smoke and mirrors or anything like that. Every year, it comes down to all of us voting on these things, and it's not as easy as people think. <laughs> Very difficult. What I like about it, I've mentioned it on this show, they share information as the team moves on. They share information. Yep. They reach out to help, and, you know, just me personally, we might have had another state championship if they would have continued and uh, North Schuylkill would have been in state playoffs. My heart tells me they'd have been there possibly also, and and that's a good thing. But you have to take it for what it was, and uh, I, you know I I found a lot of that pretty neat the old rivalries, and now we'll see this year as we adapt to a totally different look for some of the teams. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see uh, what happens here in uh, the fall as we get back and hopefully, I mean, like people say back to normal. Well, what was normal or what is normal? Because, yeah, I mean, there's many different people things. You know, it was funny. Joey just shared with me, Joey Shima, our good buddy. We are talking about high school players and stuff like that. Well, a young man by the name of Jalen Lewis, he's 16 years old and a Cal recruiting uh, target, makes history by turning Professional, the Bishop O'Dowd High School Rising Junior reportedly signs a $1 million deal with Overtime Elite, which is like a developmental league or whatever uh, for uh, basketball players. And you talk about the you know high school kids getting Trickle rich. Down, baby. What, what does down. a high school G, uh, junior know what to do with a million dollars? You know, what I mean that's that's a whole heck of a lot of money there to hand a, a, a fifteen year old yeah, kid. Yeah, and it changes the nature. They did it, and I mentioned this last time. They did it with the Olympics. The Olympics were about amateur athletics forever, forever, and then they said, "Well, let's let college or pro." Football player, or not basketball. Basketball. Let's yeah. let that now. Remember the dream teams. Many of them are very simply pro athletes playing in what's supposed to be the epitome of amateur sports. It changed, and now they're going to start playing that game in college. You can use your picture. You can be on Madden football <laughs> or whatever. It's going to, and I don't care if I offend somebody at this. There's going to be elite groups in each school. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen, and if you don't think that that guy who's out there blocking for the quarterback who's getting another $2 million because he has his picture on a bubblegum wrapper, at some point is it going to go, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. You know, and that, that worries me. So let's where do, keep where... them amateur, you know, because I do believe it'll trickle down, and thanks to Joey Shimo for that, because they'll find a way. They'll find a way to throw some kid who's 16 at a major school, probably an all-star school somewhere. Bishop O'Dowd. Give him, give him, give him money. Yeah. Uh, Bishop McMoney. Anywhere they go. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care which one it is, but <clears throat> I worry about that. You want to be a, you want to be a pro? Go pro. If you're 16, go pro. But don't pretend you're going to be in high school. Competing.
Wow. Can't buy it. Wow. When you talk about baseball and you talk about the Olympics and all of that stuff, great uh, local connection on Team USA on baseball, Johnny. Reggie Crawford, a mm-hmm. former uh, North Schuylkill first baseman, now first baseman for the University of uh, Connecticut. He will be on Team USA playing first oh, base. I tore it up this year uh, again. I got one kick. I don't know if it's a tennis star. I don't know what sport, but one of the top athletes said he's not going because he doesn't want to compete in an empty stadium with no fans. <laughs> he said, you know, that's part of what gets you fired up and and so on. You know, I and now Japan. Whether you agree with them or don't agree. But I can understand that. The guy goes, Yeah, I I'm just not doing it. There is something to playing off the yeah. crowd. Yeah, now Japan uh, is in a uh, uh, corona or COVID uh, emergency, mm-hmm. uh, state of emergency. They will not allow any fans in. They will still go on with the games against the citizens' uh, wishes, actually. Yes. Uh, I, I think it was over 50% of the Japanese citizens say they should not be having the Olympic Games. They will still hand out 154 uh, birth control uh, devices uh, to the Olympic athletes, but they'll also be reminded to socially distance. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I'm not even going there. <clears throat> we'll be off the air in about two seconds. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, uh, a crazy time, uh, the Olympics, though. Get underway, John, in just under two weeks, 13 days away from the uh, opening ceremonies of the 2021. <laughs> well, I did. I saw a funny political cartoon. Uh, somebody said, boy, I missed the day. And they used to run with the torch, and they showed the next picture. It was a guy running with a bottle of Purell. <laughs> well, you know, it's times uh, times we live in, my friend. Uh, we got it. So <laughs> it's a, it, it is a great two weeks, though. I actually oh, enjoy the Olympics. I love watching, and don't get me wrong, the competition level super exciting. Yeah, the fairness level. Not so much. Sometimes. <laughs> we'll let it at that. You, you know, it's kind of, it is amazing to see like in the different uh, countries. But you know what I heard this morning, John? Actually, on uh, CBS News earlier this morning, there's a gentleman in Texas. He can get you to improve your fastball six miles an hour. Vaseline. We talked. No, about not this Vaseline. Last nope. Building up the back uh, shoulder uh, muscle. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let you know how that works out. <laughs> But he uses a lot of different uh, uh, schematics. Or, or No, he uses some type of, uh, what are those things called? You know, like the formulas, algorithms and... Oh, analytics. <laughs> analytics and stuff like that. Well, there's one analytic that we know for sure is always at the top of our list. When you're going to the grocery store, your favorite convenience store, and you're thirsty, or you got to pick up another gallon of milk, it's Gears Dairy. Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They've got the dairy line from whole milk to skim milk, the delicious orange juice to pump up that vitamin C level here on a Saturday morning and keep you healthy and running throughout the day. And don't forget the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. Thank you, John Powers, for the last two weeks. It's been a pleasure Love coming to be in. sitting here with you. But I miss my buddy. Oh, you miss your buddy. He'll be back next the week voice. with me, the brain, sitting to my right. <laughs> You're listening to WPPA Sports Saturday and WPPA Pottsville Translator W290DP Pottsville.